Canada. Canada. Did it. Oh, I thought you were starting to sing. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> We've returned from the dead. We're back. We're back. We're back. Don't you worry. We should have thought of a cool story as to why we were gone. Oh, no, I don't you don't want to know. Perfect. <laughs> why were why? we gone? Why, weren't we, why didn't we record last week? Yeah, I can't remember. Because Sonia went up to the cottage. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Cool and I didn't want to think about it. I just needed to clear my head, you know? <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to get away from all the fans, all the attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just getting to my head, you know? Uh, I needed to yeah. get up down to earth. You started getting real cocky. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. How have you all been? <laughs> I have had the craziest week uh, yeah. ever. And I, I think I'm sick. But my sister had her baby. And Congratulations. He's, so, he's such a little precious Your angel baby. Ship. I understand what like ants feel like, you know, when people you have are like the ant fever. Yeah, when they're like, no, but like I'm so obsessed with my sister's baby. I'm like, okay, like, that's, I, I like sort <laughs> Do you of get it. Just eat him up. Now I fully get it. Um, so he's people always say that so cute. Yeah, it's a testament to the cuteness of the baby. If you want to eat the baby, I don't want to eat him, but I want to like be around him all the time. <laughs> Aww. He's a cute um, baby. Also, baby. yeah, shout out to Jamie for creating like. What is the Jamie. name of the baby? <laughs> Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for everyone who doesn't know, my sister and her husband are both named Jamie. So, I mean, just think about all the jokes that come in where people think that they're very original and they're like, is the baby's name Jamie? Um, I mean, they went pretty yeah. close. But they didn't pretty- exactly like veer away from the style of name. Yeah, well, it's technically Jackson, but we're fine to call it Jack. She had like a four-hour labor, not even, and was like out. So I love how you called so it an more. it because, as we yeah, all know, yeah. babies are its until they're like two years old. Until you get their ears pierced, and that's yeah. how you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm so grateful that it's not like a weird alien-looking yeah, baby. Yeah, some babies are you know? really, really bad, man. And it doesn't have a squished face. <laughs> it is like a perfect baby. He's yeah. a fucking angel. Yeah, so that happened. It's so nice. And I've had some job interviews that I don't want to talk okay. about. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they went well or no? No. And you know when people are like, no, but like, I'm sure it wasn't as bad <laughs> as you thought. It's like it was. It was bad. Can you give us one brief example of how that happened? This okay, isn't going to well, be brief if I know Jenna. I had last week or the week before. <laughs> I went in, I went in like a, it, it, it took me in a downward spiral after, but let's just say it was like for a violence against women sector job. And I prepared so much for it and like was ready to answer so many questions. But then they like, it was really impersonal and they had like 20 set questions that they're asking everyone. And one of them was like, how do you practice feminism, anti-racism and anti-oppressive um, thoughts and behaviors oh every God. day? And like, it just, it threw me off. It really threw me off. Like I just, even though I had like a do spiel. you what you said? No, I don't know. It was, I was like, so, <laughs> guys, I was, yeah, I was blacked out 
And then I'm not sure what I would what say. What if you said that. something racist? Yeah, you know. I, I feel like I would just did. be like the and way then, that I'm like, continuing <laughs> to do this every day is just by keeping my mind open and learning and educating myself. It's like myself. a lack of something. Yeah. Some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I wake up and I turn to my boyfriend. I'm like, hey, so you're a Guy. white male and you have privilege over me. Um, so let's just start the day with that. Yeah, like let's start off on the right foot here. Yeah. So <laughs> Need to be weird. sure to be practicing this every day. Um, and then one last thing that really, really like dug my own grave was so these questions were so overwhelming to me because they'd be really broad, but then they would be there'd be like four questions within the question. And then the you know, the basic question that almost every employer asks are what are your strengths and weaknesses? Mm-hmm. And like by this point I was like thirty minutes into the interview and like not okay mentally. Wow. And so I first <laughs> off I first off went on my weaknesses and then I like blacked out and then I was like, for my strengths, I'm um yeah, you know, I'm a, a pause, a positive, uh, a positive uh, person. And then like, I don't and then I s- stopped talking. And I was like, sorry, I can't remember what I was saying. They're like, you were telling us about what your strengths oh are. And I was like, I'm not remembering questions. No, it was just like, it's just like, and that should be the easiest thing. Even if the fucking things aren't true, you just pick four characteristics and like, shoot them off. You know what I it's mean? It's hard to pick good ones, though. Your strength is fainting. <laughs> it's and... just not like it's the most like unnatural thing, and I just had it's, a like really big crisis about it. It's very interesting because I was at this like little presentation about I don't know jobs and getting jobs last year, and they said that they are doing this thing where they're standardizing all the interviews to make them quote fair. So you're not supposed to make any like facial expressions. You're just supposed to ask all the questions totally That's like scary. straightforward. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that sounds just completely awful to me and dystopian. I, I had a job interview this week, but the reason it went well is because I didn't care if I got the job, and that's the true yeah. key. Like I, yeah. I knew I walked in and I'm like I fucking killed that interview, <laughs> and I knew it. And I was like I'm gonna get that job, and I did, and I like had to turn it down. But like if I had cared about the job, I would have yeah. fucked it up. That's so true. You need to go in with the mentality that you don't want the job. Yeah, and then they want you. You play hard to get. I've never prepared for a job interview (laughs) in my life because I'm just such a good bullshitter. Ainsley, wait, you had a funny interview at the Patch in Sobble, and didn't they ask you, like, what your style story was or something stupid like that? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember that. I said something, like, totally cringy and lame. I think I'm pretty sure I said, like, um, I'm... My friends have described my style as, like, hippie punk, you know? Like, I really draw, um, like, my style inspiration from, like, 70s. And I just, like, literally said, like, stupid fucking shit. I was like, I wear leggings and t-shirts every day, bitch. Like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) It was terrible. I find random objects. I space them in my ears. That's my style. I went into a crazy state this week of mania in which i really needed a coffee table i decided and i was buying and selling coffee tables on facebook marketplace that's an odd place um, to take your like mania. A kind of a, 
it was aggressive and like i knew i was out of control but it like had to happen and i like couldn't stop talking <laughs> about it and i knew i was like annoying those around me but <laughs> i couldn't stop but I, I, ended, like- I got the coffee table i wanted in the end and i made a profit well, that's, that's good then <laughs> so, congratulations that's yeah, a happy ending to a manic episode yeah it was stressful <laughs> um but luckily, like, I have an issue with shopping when I'm, like, overwhelmed or feeling, like, I don't want to use the word manic, I guess, whatever. Um, so this whole, like, ability to sell things very easily on your own um, is helpful with that because you can, like, reverse some of the mistakes you have made in your spending and sometimes even benefit from them. By perpetuating the cycle. Uh, yeah, you give it to someone else. Pass along the shame <laughs> to the next one. <laughs> up and down spiral. I got an email today from Spotify saying that uh, they're announcing the new Michelle Obama oh. podcast. Ooh, I got that too. I was like, I can't compete with that. I don't appreciate that. You know? Yeah. We might as well call it quits now. Ladies. <laughs> like she's gonna take over the Canadian culture space. From us. <laughs> I don't. I don't like when real people who already have like massive uh, influence come out with yeah. podcasts. It's yeah, like, it's a bit do something else. Leave it. To, leave it to us, underdogs, like, man. <laughs> Not even giving us a fighting yeah. chance. Can we do a review of? Michelle Obama's versus Sophie Gregoire's and do like yes. versus uh, Michaela Peterson's and I have a feeling oh, yeah. Michaela's gonna come out on top yeah always did anything else of note happen in your guys weeks this week I have one more thing to say okay <laughs> tell us speak now um I as of yesterday am two years sober yay my Nana texted me saying Hey, happy two years, booze free. <laughs> so thanks, <laughs> My computer literally just froze, and I didn't hear you, <laughs> but I heard you the second time. Congratulations. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> and she doesn't give a I shit. The whole moment. <laughs> Terry Foxy Ladies, where three of us had to quit drinking. So, what's your sober day? July 15th? July 15th, 2018. Yeah, yeah it was actually the day because last time i drank was my sister's wedding on july 14th so i'm counting the day after when alcohol was mainly eliminated from my body yeah Hell and you yeah, don't want to share the anniversary yeah. with her anniversary <laughs> no i don't want to make yeah, it about me um but she did no, you she don't want her to her make your anniversary about her oh true yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, I I do have something to share, actually. In Georgetown, apparently, um, someone in town is leaving rat poison at uh, parks, and dogs are eating it in, like, Georgetown South. There are two dogs that are sick, and the poison was found at a park in the South. Just, like, on the ground? Yeah. I I heard of this, too, because I... um I'm in Georgetown sometimes, but uh, for some reason, I just truly didn't believe anyone would do that. And I was like, this is such a like folk devil. It happens all stupid. the time. Yeah, that's what, like I was I was met with that information. I'm like, fuck this. People want to complain, but apparently it's like a common thing. Are people trying to like, what do you think is the motive? I think people are just annoyed by dogs, like dogs shit being places, dogs barking, dogs, whatever. Some people just don't like fucking dogs and are psychotic. So... <laughs> That's yeah, fair. I'm, uh, I'm, ima- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, it is not. <laughs> I'm imagining who's that kid, like the, the the evil kid from Toy Story. 
and he's Sid. Sid. Sid, he Sid. does horrible experiments on the toys. Fucking That's Sid. what I'm fucking imagining. This little shithead who's like probably yeah. from like a rich family in Georgetown South running around. I feel like rich kids like dogs. So I'm picturing an older man. Yeah, with I was a picturing an old person. For some reason. It's not even just the <laughs> fact that they're lonely. that they're putting poison out to make dogs sick. It's also the fact that like they also are so malicious in the sense that they're they don't care if a kid watches their dog die. Like that's the creepy part to me. Um, also, I think it's a woman because women more often use poison for murder. Mm. Ooh, they should be looking for a female suspect. Female suspect. We should really take 40s. over the local five, newspaper. Five hates dogs. Hates I think it's Sonia. Well, no, it's, it's Sonia. It's Sonia. Sonia killed the dog. Sonia killed the dog. Guys, we need to like. We need to start the podcast yeah sorry okay we'll start the podcast twitter is a thing <laughs> hashtags are a thing and Whoa. we bring you two of the top trending hashtags slash trends in the form of the double double mm. Coffee. Uh, that was that was great <laughs> margaret atwood our girl at a girl lover under his eye Sorry. She trending Harper's because of letter, her cancel right? culture thing. The letter. Quote the letter. Stephen Harper's letter. End quote. What did it say? Yeah. There this is being called the letter. And uh there was a letter written about how people are getting cancelled at alarming rates. And they won't and stand for it. <laughs> precisely. So some top dogs signed it, Margaret Atwood being one of them. There's Noam Chomsky was on there. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Salmon Rusty. <laughs> yeah. Salmon. Yeah, um, <laughs> the fact Phoebe that J.K. Rowling movie. was on it kind of like instantly made everyone hate it because obviously she's swamped under this bullshit. It's like a right suicide now. squad. I love yeah. it. Did it's you guys read it? It's the most powerful squad I've ever, ever Yeah, I read seen. it. It was really short. It was, and like, it was yeah, like, I wouldn't call it a letter, number one. <laughs> Number two, a statement. They it's like a, it's a warning. <laughs> it was very broad, right? Like they, I don't think they actually wanted to like call out who was actually. No, doing it the was like. Out. No, it was very, and it had the whole like, hey, like we're anti-Trump, doing yeah. that whole like uh, counter signaling thing. But like, but we also worry about the integrity of public discourse. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty inoffensive. But still, there, it caused a huge shitstorm. Yeah. yeah. I think it was perfect. They were just like, hello, we're here. We don't like this. And we're smarter than you. Goodbye. <laughs> you know? Like, I liked it. <laughs> Do you remember that we used to have the head of a statue on a stick oh. in, <laughs> in high school? Yes. That, we per- that we carried around in the, in the night. And it was called Margaret Atwood. Honestly, oh that makes no fucking God. sense. It was literally like... <laughs> A ceramic head of a little girl on like a wooden dowel <laughs> stick, and we called it Margaret Atwood. I remember one night too, we were very drunk and we slept over at Sonia's house. And in the morning, we were all rifling through our purses, being like, Where's Margaret Atwood? And then we started walking away from Sonia's house the next day and we found it beside a mailbox. Yeah, and then we eventually <laughs> did lose her, and it was pretty sad. <laughs> 
okay, but like we treated her like this was not normal. We treated her like a part of the group. Yeah. Like sometimes there'd be like a silence, and we'd be like, "Whoa, Margaret, that was racist, yeah. not cool." Yeah. And we'd like just keep Margaret talking Allen about something was else. Very spicy. And whoever we were dating at the time hated it always. Like our boyfriends yeah. would be like, "What the fuck? Stop treating the head on a stick like it's your friend. Stop calling it Margaret. Like, Stop pretending she said something." Like, and we were like, "Wow, <laughs> fucking She's hater a- towards our friend Margaret <laughs> over Margaret here." <laughs> Like, fuck. <laughs> I wish what I got to meet wrong her. with us? I'm glad yeah. she's still out there writing the letters and shit. Yeah, oh, I want letters. to get a tattoo of Margaret Atwood on me. Our oh my Margaret God. Atwood. Like her face? No, our Margaret uh, Atwood, not the real Margaret oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to find an old picture with her in it. Do you think we I will 100% get a tattoo of that. It was 100%. one of those creepy little girl, like, uh, stone statues. And you the head must have been, like, decapitated. Yeah, that the head must have been decapitated, so, like, just the stick was in it. So it was, like, pretty heavy. It was a substantial head. It's because Sonia went through a phase when we were in high school where we, she would steal people's ceramic oh. lawn ornaments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, the letter, you know, it's probably not going to do much. But it did. But it did. <laughs> it did uh, instigate like a deranged response to it, which uh, justified the letter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the people yeah. who were rapidly against it were proving the point of the letter. So we'll see where that goes. I guess. Okay. Next <laughs> hashtag Jewish privilege. <laughs> Is this the Nick Cannon thing? Uh, this was before that, but I guess Jewish. Stuff you just said Jewish, been... and I related it to it, but I have no idea what this is about. Wait, what? Yeah, the... no, no, Nick Cannon. Thing. Am I racist? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's You're that's anti-Semitic, happen too. Ainsley, not racist. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. My bad. Um, so originally there was some drama because there's always drama whenever there's a huge social movement, and then people start talking about privilege, then people start trying to place Jewish people. This happened after the Women's March, too, where they were like, are Jewish people privileged? Well, they're white, so yeah, that means they're bad. But on the other hand, the Holocaust. (laughs) 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 Unstoppable force meets an immovable object, you know? (laughs) And then the Nick Cannon thing happened on top of that, too. So he said some (laughs) some spicy things about the Jews. Yeah, I don't... But but he apologized, uh, he said. Didn't he say that African-Americans were the true Hebrews or something wild? Yeah, something like that. So I guess that's like a thing from the Nation of Islam, like of that whole, uh, oh no, wait, that would have been the black Israelites. Never mind. I don't know where he got that idea from. (laughs) Wait. I I have no idea about any of this really. So (laughs) what was the actual reason for the hashtag? Like, as you said, it just. People were debating it. People were like, hashtag Jewish privilege what about this and they'd like state oh some uh, they'd show like ha- hate crime statistics or whatever yeah. and other people would be like hashtag jewish privilege what about this and they'd show like um income this disparities between jews and non-jews so like just a mess co- and just an example conversation like relevant in any way like i don't understand it's why. not pr- it's not a productive one no. <laughs> <laughs> i remember uh, I, when it was happening during the women's march brenda fine uh Psycho- or no, a math professor at UBC said it really well. She's like, this is fucked because you can tell the implication is that they're trying to determine how to treat them. 
<laughs> like they're basically saying yeah. we need to find out whether you're privileged because we need to know whether you're good or bad That's so true. <laughs> and like we'll treat you with respect so long as you remain subjugated but <laughs> the second you don't you know so no good but another example of uh cancel culture nick cannon got got but then he apologized so also who cares it's nick cannon um all right on to some uh covid updates <laughs> I'm so glad to be talking about COVID again, personally. Me too. Me too. I absolutely not. love it. I never want to stop talking about it. I miss all Jenna my COVID Jenna doesn't idiots. pick up on the satire. Yeah, COVID shaming. COVID shaming I, I, is back. I guess that's what we're going to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I, uh, yeah, I miss I miss even all the, like, stupid woke distors, discourse around COVID. It just, you know, when something shitty happens and you're like, it can't get any worse, and then it does, and you're like, oh, God, take me back to that other shitty thing. Like, I'll never take you for granted again. So the National Immunity Task Force has started testing thousands of blood samples for COVID antibodies. That's going to tell us a little more about the infection rate, the true infection rate in Canada. It's wild to be because I thought that that was already established, but it obviously wasn't. Maybe they're just going to keep being like, no, but this is the true, the truest <laughs> the true infection king. rate. We thought this was true before, but I guess obviously they're just going to keep. I just feel like this is going to give it. people a reason to cling onto their own weird limits they make into their mind of how much they're going to care dependent on a number. And it's like, no, just care, you know? Well, yeah. they probably yeah. want to know too, just to determine how it's spreading and stuff. Yeah, for sure. But this is not going to be good in the hands of the crazy fucking public. <laughs> Immunity testing in other countries has suggested the actual infection rate is 10 to 20 times more than the number of confirmed cases. So, I mean, because it looks like there is this asymptomatic proportion of yeah. people. It's so crazy. Remember back when there were the protests and they were like, actually, asymptomatic thing is not a thing. But now it's back, I guess. <laughs> I, it's, it, I hear one thing and then I hear another. I don't know. It, yeah. it does look like now now it's back. Asymptomatic is back, which is probably also to remind people to wear masks because it's like, please wear them. Um, I also mm -hmm. don't think I understand herd immunity. Does anyone, can anyone explain that to me? Herd immunity is just like the argument against wearing masks and social distancing. Pretty much the theory is just that if you don't... Um, prevent the virus from hitting you and everybody spreads it the normally the normal way that it would be spread without precautionary or safety measures then it would kill all the people who would die from it anyway and therefore prevent a second wave oh. hmm. that's dark and it would give people a chance to build their antibodies your 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 the population generally becomes immune to the disease because most people get it and then yeah. uh it can't spread anymore and we're not like preventing ourselves mm. from getting other illnesses in the meantime as well wouldn't um herd immunity depend on i, I could be totally wrong because they're not like completely sure if covid if you can get it again right like i heard yeah. something about that it's possible that you aren't immune to it after you get it therefore mm -hmm. like yeah. i would assume herd immunity wouldn't be possible but i wouldn't might apply, be fucking yeah. totally wrong about that I haven't no, heard that's anything definitely, about that either. They're talking about that right now. They're trying to. I think that's part of why they're trying to do this testing to uh -huh. see, like, is that a thing? But I did read something saying, uh, might not be. Because I, th I think but I remember reading a test. story about somebody who got it twice. But maybe I just never left oh, and symptoms suck. heightened, you know? You never really know until there's a full-ass study on it. I listened to an interview or a podcast with Tom Hanks talking about having had it. And then... Hanks? It 
Hanksy. Oh, with Colbert? Hanksy? Yeah, uh, no, no, no. He was on uh, Conan's podcast, and they took, mm-hmm. and he said they, like, took his antibodies. This was, like, he, he was one of the, he was on the forefront of the COVID Yeah, like, right thing. Yeah, happened. he was. He was but one of the first big it, names. And I guess he got, like, some text from the doctor that took it, and it was, it was very funny what the text was, but not the content. It was basically, like, we don't, you, you, you are of no help to us, basically. So... <laughs> <laughs> from his pers- like from his experience, uh, the antibodies thing, I guess, didn't work. We should call it the Tom Hanks virus. The yeah. Hank. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. So masks are back because a lot of municipalities are adopting mask uh, mandatory policies. Yeah, it's like a bylaw now. And then now. some aren't. So what are you guys' experiences? Guys, with do the you masks? do you think that? Have you asked the question to yourself, like, why didn't they just do this earlier? I mean, I get yeah. now, uh, like, it's very, very crucial due to, like, preventing a second wave. But I I think it's just because really they didn't understand. know enough about the pandemic, right? But but that's where I, I'm getting a little confused because our whatever health minister, whatever, Dr. Tam, earlier said that wearing masks wouldn't prevent the spread of it. But there have been so many criticisms of that saying that this pandemic is very similar to SARS and very similar to other um, like lung shit or whatever and it has been proven that wearing a mask in those situations reduced the spread so why wouldn't that logic be applied to this as well if it's very similar so I don't know they just fucked up Um, I think they just fucked up they were like technocratic about it and they're like well there's no way everyone's gonna wear their mask properly and they're just gonna be like touching their face a lot so mm -hmm. we shouldn't encourage that and then uh research came out of like other places that hey it's better than nothing at least it contains and yeah it doesn't protect you from other people it's more that you are now not spreading your shit around so they were thinking about it the wrong way and there might have been also a concern at the beginning about securing enough ppe for like the people who needed it but i don't know i think it was just a fuck up (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i'm having this experience of so the town where I live or the city where I live adopted the mask mask thing quite a while ago. I think it was one of the earlier places to do so. So it seems pretty normal, like from this perspective now. And it didn't seem to me that there was like much flack about it from the public. But then I work in another town who is just, I think as of today, had to adopt it. And I'm hearing so much pushback in that town. Yeah. Um, and There's it's interesting to see on. the two ways. Like it, in the first experience, everyone seemed, maybe I'm wrong, but everyone seemed pretty fine with it. It was like, all right. Cause like we got to open up earlier and like you get these privileges, like going back to uh, patios, etc., whatever, what have you. But then in the other town, it's like people are so fucking mad that their rights, I guess, are being violated. And there's people like, I have asthma. And it's like, aren't you the people we have to protect? I don't <laughs> I don't know. It's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Don't go out. I don't. Yeah. It's just like worst case scenario, you wear a mask and it's kind of uncomfortable. Best case scenario is you don't kill people. I, I think I don't get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Two things. This is actually a couple of months ago, but I remember when my mom moved clo- like up here uh, close to me into her new house and she wanted me to go visit and she was like, okay, can you wear a mask though when you come? And like, she had been asking me for weeks being like, are you wearing masks when you go outside? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And I had not worn one yet. And then I <laughs> went to go to her house and I just threw this mask on real quick that I had had in my car and I've never worn. And I went into her house. She was like, 
you're wearing your mask upside down. Have you never worn it before? And I was like, oh my just God. caught red-handed. Um, my man <laughs> works at a superstore, and he was saying that um, since the mask thing has been enforced, uh, a lot of people, even staff, are refusing to wear masks when they come in the store, but the employees aren't allowed to do anything about it because it's a bylaw it has to be a bylaw officer that enforces things and he said that the employees at their store can't even ask people to wear masks like they like can't i was like so what the fuck is the purpose of this in the stores then if you can't even tell someone to put on a mask that's really weird that you can't ask someone yeah to wear a mask. like obviously you shouldn't be expected to enforce it because that's not your job yeah. and then you're just gonna get like an irate person like harassing you but like you can't even ask i like personally i kind of like wearing the mask i'm sure like that will wear off but it's kind of like it's kind of cool i feel like hidden in plain sight and i'm like i don't know like i kind of dig it and yeah if really we're gonna like live it. in this like apocalypse land like let's do it <laughs> Let's go. Let's take it to the next level. Yeah. Let's get some gas masks. Yeah, you know? I've seen people wear gas masks, and that's very scary. And I know they're doing it to be fucking creepy, dramatic, or to yeah. smoke their bones. I, I, I don't like the mask just because, <laughs> like, I don't like bones. shit on my face, and um, it gives me mask knee. And um, <laughs> yeah, I just I'm just a baby about it. I don't like it. Did you guys hear about that um, group in Toronto? They're called M A D Mothers Against Distancing or something stupid like that and they no. all rode the subway in toronto without wearing masks as a quote-unquote protest and some of them were like wearing high heels and makeup and had their hair done and it just like left me wondering if you spent half the time you did dressing up for a public outing on having like then having some compassion and consideration for other people like we wouldn't have to be dealing with this fucking bullshit like it's just a wild it's a wild hill to die on like if there's one thing yeah, yeah to be like or a sword to fall on or whatever the fucking quote is but like i get i don't because i'm not a horrible person but like fighting against like literally losing your right to lose your house like to leave your house that was a yeah. big deal i mean like we we did it and whatever but it's a fucking mask like grow up I don't... It's the same people that think, like, millennials complain about shit. I've never heard people complain about such minuscule shit before. Yeah. I'd like to get an anti-mask person. I'd like to interrogate them in the psychology. Yeah. What do you think about um, the masks being the condoms of the face? (laughs) (laughs) There was an article about uh, safe sex (sighs) practitioners, or not practitioners, but researchers who, you know, led the fight to get people to wear condoms and uh, practice safe sex they're like oh you can learn a thing or two from us about this mask stuff yeah they're like seeing very similar symptoms of the adverse reactions to safety measures for society i guess (laughs) on an anecdotal level when i was like at the beginning of covid like trying out dating apps as i had discussed i was very stringent about social distancing because i lived with my nan at the time and any guy that was like fuck it let's hang out anyways my first thought was this guy doesn't care about diseases therefore like don't want to be hanging out with this guy in a romantic sense Mm -hmm. because stds Mm -hmm. i was like my mind immediately jumped there so i made that that leap yep from mass covid it's It's, it's risk unnecessary risk taking behavior So here are some of the tips. One, uh, I don't know what she was, a researcher or a fucking consultant. I don't know what her job title was. A cool gal. um, You can't shame, guilt, or judge people into compliance. Does not work. 
Don't lie. Don't pretend wearing it doesn't suck. Here's another one. Normalize it. Make wearing the default, the norm. Another one, be consistent with the messaging. Uh, schools, workplaces, government officials, health workers, and movie stars all need to be saying the same thing. And then there's other stuff about um, uh, make them accessible, be honest but not fear-based, um, help people learn the communication skills needed to talk to others they encounter who don't want to wear one, improve their design to make them fit better and more comfortably, and it goes on like that. I feel like so, shame is a little bit of a part of why some people are wearing them, though. <laughs> so, like, I'll take um, that. But I don't think it yeah, should be the like, primary method of trying to get people to do it. Well, I think the best thing to do is just make it mandatory. Yeah. Like, where I live, it's mandatory. You have to wear it. It's done. Like, there's yeah. no shame or not shame. You just fucking have it's to. Just a rule <laughs> it's the now, law. Yeah. And that that's it. So just take the take the like uh social pressure out of it because then it's like shame probably gets some people to do it but then other people are like fighting against it Mm -hmm. i guess they feel they don't like to be made to feel like they're being forced to do something i don't know but then so then there's a backlash there yeah i honestly like at the end of the day i'm fine with not seeing people's disgusting mouths for a while like especially the ones who (laughs) fucking spit like angry camels like i'm I'm good. Why does everyone care so much? Like, I want to see everyone's mouth. It's my liberty to see your fucking mouth. Like, just stop. Yeah. (sighs) Sorry, guys. I'm, like, slowly depleting. I'm, like, not feeling well. And (laughs) I'm just sweating. (laughs) You're going crazy? Um, Do you think you have COVID? I'm very afraid. This is, you know how I've thought I've had it 10 times? This is, like, the time where it seemed the most real. Um... And I'm very scared because of, you know, the baby. Did you go to the hospital? You you weren't allowed to go to the hospital for your sis, right? No, no. But I've been with the baby. Anyway, I'm going to get tested tomorrow because I'm sure. But you don't have a cough or anything or breathing problems, right? Doesn't always start like like that, fever. Yeah, so. Anyway. I'm wearing my mask. (laughs) Don't worry. I wasn't a couple months ago. I am now, everyone. (laughs) Okay. Do you whatever you have you won't be spreading it that's for sure no. <laughs> um okay police chiefs are talking decriminalization of drugs hell so yeah we decriminalized baby. cannabis we decriminalized it so much it's available in government stores we decriminalized it so much that it's legal <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah is it fully legal yeah. Yeah. True, 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 true. i was like are <laughs> like you beating boom. around the bush for a yeah. big big ending no, or I'm something just like, <laughs> i was just like just talking, trying to connect i often forget um, that marijuana now- is legal in canada i'm all, i like smell weed and i'm like oh naughty and yeah. dylan's like no 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 <laughs> this is fine i was like oh right 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 i forgot i forgot now weed's even yeah. more lame yeah so, uh, so, what do you think about legalizing drugs? Well, not legalizing, but just like so criminalizing drugs for personal use. Um, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm encouraged by the idea of it. I wouldn't go as far to say I'm fully on board, but I think that it's for sure a mental health issue and not mm-hmm. a criminal issue. Um, I think. I know that when Portugal did it, like a lot of people reference that, it was like very successful in that country. Again, mm-hmm. that was quite a while ago. It was two thousand one, right? Two thousand two. Um, yeah. 
2002. So they had like large success with that. And I think that's probably the biggest evidence of it. But yeah, and the big part of the whole decriminalization debate, too, is not just, oh, we're going to decriminalize personal drug use. It's also an increased access to health care, um, treatment, social services to get people away from like going to jail or being in the criminal justice system or suffering you know so it's not like just one thing or the other it's kind of a whole overhaul of how we treat that issue yeah, yeah I like, I like in- I'm I'm also warm toward the idea because I like the idea that like the drug dealer trafficker is the one that is viewed as a criminal and then the drug user is more seen as someone who needs to seek treatment mm-hmm. and I mean ending up in the like jail system for an addiction could have like obviously lifelong consequences like having a criminal record and never being properly able to get back into society and just like get Mm -hmm. a job and that's certainly not going to positively impact their ability to stay off drugs i think this is certainly in line too with the whole defunding police thing right now as well like if we decriminalize personal drug use it'll make maybe that is what everybody should be going for as well right now it needs to be part of the conversation like redistributing funds towards social uh, like social issues instead of Mm -hmm. basically punishing people for likely having a disease or whatever you want to call it um it to me it makes absolutely no sense and it's it's as though people think that people who are doing drugs in that capacity like someone that's doing heroin or something that they're getting some great reward out of that uh Mm -hmm. obviously they're not like like the drug dealer is in that they get money etc there's no reward in that and people wouldn't choose it the only thing um that that i was thinking about with it is the limits of the amount that you have like obviously that varies person to person and it's like what if you were buying in bulk or something you know if we're putting a limit to the amount you can have for personal drug use and how they treat that if they're going to prosecute you or bring you to get you help doesn't create doesn't that like create a limit also to how people will receive help like how are they going to manage that that's what they're doing with weed as well right now isn't it because that that would distinguish between someone using it and someone selling it yeah, but I mean, like, if you're a 250-pound, like, giant man, you're not going to have the same amount of drugs that a tiny 80-pound woman is going to have. Like, how is it going to vary bet- from person to person? I think the I know obviously there's a huge high, There's a huge, like, difference in somebody who's going to deal drugs and somebody who's, who has it for personal use. But I mean, like, I know even when we were younger, we'd buy, like, a shit ton of fucking weed that would last us, like, three months, you know? It's obviously not the same as, like, meth or something. But, I mean, I don't know. I still think the amount we bought would not ever, would still be in classified under simple possession. Mm. Yeah, and I think the difference between hard drugs isn't that great of an amount, even with, like, body size, that it would probably not be too distinguishable. Well, it's encouraging Mm. that the chiefs are bringing this to the attention of political leaders. Um, They themselves are saying the arrests are ineffective and do not save lives, so that's good. An Ipsos poll in February found that 47% of Canadians surveyed support the move. 
BC was the most supportive province. As it should Alberta be. and the Atlantic provinces had 43% support. So it's still a pretty divisive issue. I was thinking to myself, you know, Portugal was so successful. So why it's been like over a decade, why haven't other places adopted this? And I guess mm-hmm. it's just, it's probably not a popular thing to run on um, for people who don't understand addiction or yeah. who see it as being maybe too far in the direction of being soft on crime um i think it's also a very large barrier right now i think it's i think it's just also a huge investment for the government because you would have to like completely rehaul a system that's designed not for decriminalization of personal drug use right doesn't it like free up money though like wouldn't it free up um, yeah but but it's not just going towards like logistically you mean for sure yeah logistically like you'd have to hire a bunch of people train a bunch of people (laughs) open a bunch of healthcare facilities and treatment facilities and yada yada you know yeah but it's not Um, like out of line of what they normally do anyway like there's so much administration and bureaucracy involved in like every little move that i don't think that that specifically would be an impediment to this i I don't think it's a good reason to but i think it might be something considering I, I think that it would be hard as a politician to be like the I want to legalize drugs guy. Like yeah. It just would probably put you in a tough place on a debate stage. Um, but I mean, it's 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 pretty even. It's not like it's 70-30, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like it's about half and half. And that was in February, too. Overdoses are going up in uh, in, in BC. I just read that I think today. Had their- yeah, June was the worst month for overdoses Uh, overdose deaths in bc history and like may the month before was the previous record so like they're really fucked right now on overdoses yeah on um, on just like a personal anecdotal level i've um i've noticed in a community of people that i'm around quite a lot of overdoses lately and um uh, just in my own experience Mm. with addiction and being charged with a crime i was very lucky in my situation um but i often I'm filled with a lot of gratitude for how that went for me. And I'm not, um, I'm aware that like a lot, like as much as we like make fun of the privilege thing, I'm aware in that circumstance, my privilege came like heavy into play. I, uh, I would have probably gotten more trouble had I been in a different situation. And I think about that all the time, because for me, it was very hard to get sober and I had so much support system. And I often reflect on having to get sober, knowing you're, you're leaving treatment or whatever only to go get your life fucking ruined by the justice system over something that happened due to your addiction Um, i just i just see that as so difficult and and just a giant hole that people are in and i know that's kind of similar to anything in the justice system that it's just it's such a hard hole to climb out of when it's such a product of something you can't control often but yeah 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 yeah, no i remember when i was uh working with uh i was working homeless like readmissions and there would be like a homeless guy who came in for detox and i would interview him and he'd be like yeah i'm gonna try to get sober and i was just like like i was like oh my god like in my head like i have no idea how you're gonna do this you (laughs) know you're asking them about what supports they have available and like they don't really have any maybe they have like a social worker or whatever but like yeah it blew my mind because like you Brayden I know how hard it is even when you have a lot of support and so I just can't even imagine for people right yeah I I think about that that all the time and then to be like uh you'll get sober but you're like never gonna be able to get a job because you have a criminal record it's just such a 
it seems so much despair, but I mean, people find hope in that. But it's like it would a be sword nice to make like that easier edges. for people. I know. And then you're also dealing with this awful, awful drug addiction that for some reason some people think is this choice you're making when it's well and even mm-hmm. not for addiction like there, there are people who buy drugs just because they want to party and i don't think that, oh, that, that should be the, yeah they should true. be thrown in jail for that um but that i mean that's not necessarily as much of the mental health aspect that uh, like that i was referring to but of course i i also don't think that's like largely um yeah i just thought of that too yeah because that's that's also possibly maybe the political um opposition to this is maybe Something like that. Uh, we'll see where that goes, though. I mean, if it has the support of the police chiefs and there's yeah. all this talk about, you know, improving policing, I mean, that's a meaningful way to improve it, right? That's like a way that's that does so much more than a lot of the other things yeah, that it seems very tangible. About that are, yeah, and they can yeah. redirect the resources, hopefully, to um, actually target the people who are distributing the drugs that are often laced and um yeah yeah that too because a lot of the deaths in bc have been linked to fentanyl right the like highest level of fentanyl or whatever literally like a grain of sand of it can cause an overdose so it's very easy to just cut that into everything it's scary um okay well covid was fucking up the elderly and now it's fucking up the farmers <laughs> yep. the migrant workers who come to canada um predominantly from mexico move aside elderly <laughs> um they have been there's been a for example there's been a single farm in windsor essex in ontario which has been linked to 175 new cases of covid that's pretty insane so there's a rapid spread of covid among temporary foreign workers um there's a temporary foreign workers program in place to provide labor to farms because farms want cheap labor because consumers want cheap food so that's one aspect of the problem that there's some exploitation going on the other aspect of the problem is often they live in cramped conditions where it's impossible to social distance um because they are exploited they don't have access to what they need to protect themselves um so yeah i don't know what were you guys and number three they feel like they aren't able to speak up number one about their conditions or two they were afraid to potentially go seek medical attention if they were experiencing symptoms because they didn't want to get fired and therefore they also don't get paid sick days or anything right yeah and they would face because they're employers also provide their housing they could face unemployment and homelessness and they're I, undocumented i didn't yeah they don't have a lot a of fucking rights. clusterfuck i didn't think that um the living conditions and everything were at this level i don't know if that's a very naive thing of me to say but i always i i never knew that their conditions were so bad like the people were describing the rooms that are like three meters by three meters and everyone's sleeping in like the same room and shit and i'm like uh, how has this not been brought up before like why this is just another thing that covid's uncovering and it's like pretty bad yeah yeah i don't know if it's everywhere like uh like definitely at this one farm where covid spread like crazy it sounded like the conditions were poor Mm. i have no idea if that's what they're like on every farm Everywhere, in yeah. Canada. Um, certainly, 
their workers in that position are not going to be in a position to be able to demand better conditions because that's kind of the whole point of the program it almost like uh legalizes and normalizes like labor trafficking because <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, like the yeah. same idea like they're brought over and they don't have any power or rights uh and they're brought over because they can be paid less and the argument is that canadians don't want to do the work but it's like well well then you need to improve the conditions that's the problem with the whole that's the problem with globalization right it's billed as this beautiful thing where we're all gonna be all one and but it's sometimes used to push these uh, or to normalize exploitation and make it harder for workers to demand protections and rights because they're like well if you want this we'll just get people from a poorer country to come in Mm -hmm. to work for half of what you want and then go fuck yourself so it's a problem big problem i for some reason in my mind i always pictured people coming in to work at the farms in canada kind of like a like a summer camp vibe you go in and you have your cabin with your friends and you just like have a good time and now i'm like oh shit like you're an idiot man these people are coming in doing hard labor being paid shit and they probably don't even like the people they work with like (laughs) <laughs> the worst of all they probably don't get along with their co-workers. yeah that's the worst <laughs> uh dylan was saying that because he does produce or produce however you fucking say it um but he said that potatoes are pretty hard to get in right now and there's no ontario strawberries or asparagus so far this summer so i don't know if maybe um some farms in canada have taken a proactive stance on this sort of thing i'm not sure but hopefully actually i read that one of the farms that had a big covid outbreak was the like they produced asparagus they grew asparagus so perhaps that is a direct link maybe it's Mm. just they ditched all their covid asparagus (laughs) fuck this asparagus (laughs) yeah that's another thing we're gonna have to be willing to pay more for food for that to be rectified so Mm -hmm. we'll see um, maybe very quickly we can talk about bathrooms in Canada. Public bathrooms. Yeah, this article came out Sanitation. of left field. <laughs> Can't live with them. Pooping Can't live pee. without them. So <laughs> true. <said>. So true. <laughs> so my my initial reaction was I thought public bathrooms were okay because traveling in Europe, it's fucking heinous. Like you have to pay to use the bathroom. They're dirty anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, I I piss a lot too. Like I have yeah, the bladder queen. of a tiny little rat, <laughs> and I, I okay, <laughs> and I I do okay. Like yeah, sometimes it's hard to find a bathroom, but um, I don't know. So that that was my mentality going in. Yeah, uh, and then I talked a little bit more about some of the specifics. But what are you guys' thoughts? Wait, so we're also, we're referring to an article that um, was published on the walrus. What was it called? Why are Canada's public bathrooms so inadequate? Yeah, and it was just saying that we don't have any public bathroom facilities in the first place. And then the ones that we did have, which belong to private businesses and whatever, are obviously closed right now because of COVID. And it's a problem, but it was a problem before COVID. And we all need to simultaneously address it. I guess was the gist. But the problem is if there was public bathrooms like right now, there would still be an issue with staffing them, right? Yeah. Because yeah, have to be I guess they would be considered essential workers, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like some of them 
like for for homeless people yeah i definitely get it that if you don't have public bathrooms available um that's a problem mm-hmm. um but then they were like the lack of public bathrooms profoundly affects transgender people caregivers <laughs> black people i was like Why hey, black what <laughs> and transgender is the first one too specifically because yeah, they super like, need really... bathrooms. The rest of us fucking peasants barely need bathrooms. At the end bathrooms. of the list, it said women. <laughs> I think they I piss like, and shit okay. just the same as us. Yeah, what, and then the women, like maybe for period? I don't know. I do remember reading an article that was, they called it like the urinary leash and how uh, bathrooms aren't like frequent enough out there, um, which shows how like the cities were built for men or whatever. And I was like, at that point, I was like, it's too much for me. Like, I don't think so. Again, I... Men can I, um, more easily pee outside. I though. have to piss I think a lot. That might be a part of it. I think for for women, it would be more so in terms of like changing their baby's diaper or something. Uh, like, yeah, the caregiver thing. I got yeah. like I was like, yeah, caregivers. So okay, women there. And and then again with the uh, with uh, having your period and like I, toilet I paper too, use. But. Like men don't need to use toilet paper all the time. Um, I, I have personally noticed this bathroom thing and been affected by it. I am one of the victims, but like I've like uh, gone like and hung out with people that I don't know as well. And then if you really have to pee, like normally I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just pee outside. But then like the glaring lack of bathrooms when you're not super comfortable with your company is (laughs) kind of shitty. I was just going to say that I'm like a fucking wild animal. Like you get used to when I'm hanging out with you guys, I'm like, I'm just going to go piss behind that dumpster. And then when you're with, yeah, like professional company or something, or it's broad daylight and you're alone. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go piss behind a dump. Oh wait, I can't do that. That's not like done in polite society. It's happened to me like several times. And like, I drink a lot of coffee and like, it gets to the point where like, I'll be like with someone I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to pee outside. Like it's going to happen. It's not the end of the world, but rather not like apparently the the author of this article actually authored a book on this subject and i was like i bet you it's so shit (laughs) and then i went on i went on goodreads (laughs) and it had like a really good rating and so many of the comments were like wow a topic i would have never thought to research and she did a ton of research and this is a major (laughs) problem and i was just trying to find like dirt on it but it turns out that Perhaps she is bringing up good points, but I mean, like in regards to everything, even like any public washrooms that were at parks that were shut down. I mean, the the article cited that some cities had to close them because people just kept going in and looting them and stealing the toilet paper oh, during true. that phase. Which is so yeah, funny. Yeah, they'd have to basically <laughs> hire people to like watch the bathrooms all night, or they'd have to be paid, which is gonna just completely you know ruin the point of them i gotta say i've never noticed like the lack of bathrooms or this whole bathroom thing like i will literally drop a fucking duesenberg in any old shrub i ha- i do not i've never noticed this <laughs> i, I at haven't all. noticed it until covid because normally you can like just duck into a place um and then like i won't have my mask with me or something like it's not it's obviously not the end of the world i was also just thinking of this woman who wrote this article and she's like yes like more fodder for the only thing i'm an expert on and that might be really mean but she's like <laughs> yeah all her life's work revolves <laughs> around this it's such a bummer i think there's a huge difference between being in a city and living on the outskirts of a city or out in the middle of nowhere obviously in a city i feel like i would probably be affected by this if i had to be out and about all day but here if i'm like anywhere i'll just be like okay i'm going to the bathroom in this little tiny wooded do you think area, the police you know? have been like informed to like not charge people with like public urination as often because what the fuck are you supposed to do yeah, there's like li- first know. of all public urination is dumb to begin with like the charge i mean but like 
There's nowhere to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a dumb charge in certain situations. Well, no, and like maybe like don't do that on the road or like against a building. But like it, like getting if you. But I, even that, and like if you really fucking have to go, as long as you're not like flashing, what are you supposed to do? Like I like piss your pants. Piss but yourself. It's just like, yeah. I, I, so I, Be civilized. Piss I don't your think people would just start like roaming the streets, peeing everywhere. Like people don't want to do that. Yeah, it's not. It's not like oh, I pee here, but it's illegal. Like it's like no, I'm like a human with decency, and I'd prefer not to. Brayden, I agree though. She was grasping it so many different angles. Like it was like first of all like racial injustice and like impoverished people like yeah. who are homeless who don't have Truck this, and drivers. then it was like. Buzzword, city buzzword, development buzzword. and like <laughs> actually bringing people into your like city and so that they can be able to like shop more and there are all these different things and then so I, maybe it was intentional because she knows the climate right now you got to draw people in with the buzzwords and then lay down the real mm-hmm. shit right or you get can, nowhere <laughs> can i just do a shout out to the advocacy advocacy group she was talking about i think they're based out of toronto but they're called gotta go oh <laughs> yeah, that's that so funny. endearing i love it <laughs> um i was gonna say do you guys have pee pee spots like i have like known pee pee spots for different routes i when i used to commute to toronto there was a park by lakeshore spot. and that was my fucking my area my region where i would go and i would piss you have to know and, we're gonna uh, take issue it was so annoying because you called it a pee pee spot right <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, I don't know why you think you're gonna walk away from that jesus pee pee spots <laughs> Let me finish. I would leave. I would be like, I'm going to piss before I leave, right? So I go an hour in. I'm like, fuck, I have to piss. It was so annoying. But And then all around, like, even here where I live, like, there's just places where I know, like, I will stop to piss if I have to go. Um, <laughs> like, oh, that tree is pretty good at this time of day, you know? Uh, my, my cousin, I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but <laughs> hope you do. Uh, my cousin was on the go train one time. And she really had to pee and use, like, the bathroom on the GO train. And then the door wouldn't open. Like, it was unlocked and everything. It was just jammed. And they had to do an emergency thing and stop the entire train to get her out of the bathroom (laughs) on the GO train. Oh, that's rough. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. GO train bathrooms are pretty clean, you know? They, They attend to those. Again, in the train in Europe, disgusting. Every single fucking bathroom was filled with shit. And, like, there was no toilet paper. And I was like, I don't want to live in this world. I want to live in the Canada world. I honestly never even knew that the GO train had bathrooms the entire time oh my god I was it's, a it's so no clutch like the clue. difference between the go train and the go bus especially when i used to drink mm-hmm. on when so we used to drink clutch. on the bus like that awful ride from georgetown to toronto when you're drinking beer and like <laughs> yeah. by the end you're like almost in tears like with how much you have to pee i miss the go bus because i miss being in the back and trying to sneak like a drink yeah. and looking around and all the people who just got off their shift are also drinking beers and yeah, i'm like no oh we're on the same page we all just are miserable and fucking drinking on the go bus like but yeah Brayden it's like there's no bathroom and sometimes you're just gonna I don't even know how I, I have puked on a go trip. bus too like I get car sick and also I oh, was yeah. uh, an alcoholic <laughs> so there was like various reasons but um very recently I was very car sick on a go bus and I didn't know what to, we were on the highway I was like I I'm just gonna puke on this go bus and I did <laughs> there's nothing I could do about it and I'm a horrible person, and I did not tell them. <laughs> did you switch seats? Yeah. And the, <laughs> I was the only one on. I love this. But Holy they fun. should get bathrooms, maybe. 
I would I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be a bathroom cleaner. You know, it said like like one of the recommendations was San Francisco has a small army of attendants for many of its free on-street toilets known as pit stops. They're probably fucking these migrant workers. workers. <laughs> yeah, fuck these it. workers ensure the bathrooms are clean and safe. Oh, but since the introduction of this program requests for steam cleaning to remove on-street urine and feces in these Perfect. neighborhoods have decreased as much as 50%. So I guess people do piss and shit on the road frequently if you don't offer them you know what i didn't understand to go. in trinity bellwoods like all of the bathrooms were closed but then they supply a bunch of porta potties it's like what is the logic here you're just supplying something that i don't know what did they do that recently yeah oh Maybe was that like, like a covid thing yeah or something yeah it's probably something like that i know in sable beach they have these bathrooms where they're a, like a big trailer and they just roll them in and it's a whole bathroom it's not just like a porta potty which i think would probably be a better idea but can't win them all oh beach toilets those are the stinkiest who's uh, who's gonna bless us with an absolute unit of this week it is i all right all right all right it's time ladies it's time to all beg right. our listeners for attention Hi, listeners. <laughs> Just here to remind you that your favorite podcast is deeply committed to our social media followers and fans. So like, follow, subscribe, share our pages, posts, accounts, etc. Wherever you frequent online, our handle on all social media is at Terry Foxy Ladies. And we have a sick website where you can listen to episodes and comment. And you can also listen on pretty much all the normal places where one would listen to a podcast. Um, and now... I bring the absolute unit of the week. Week, 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 week. Unit, 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 unit. Okay. Um, so there's this park in Victoria. It's called Beacon Hill Park in BC. And there are wild peacocks who live there. And every year in mating season, they get super fucking annoying. And this year, a splendid little dude that locals have dubbed Pete has left the park and keeps returning to the same apartment building and doing loud mating dances in front of their entrance and is said to entertain up to three babes at once. Um, he apparently does it super early in the morning and throughout the day and is obnoxiously loud. So the people who live there thought it was cool at first and now they're just like, fuck off, I need to get into my place, man. So this whole thing culminated um, when old PD boy bit a resident uh, so animal control came, they captured this dude and released him back into the park. And then the next day he came back to the same apartment building and started doing it all over again. Oh so gosh. now they've captured him again and have moved him to a humane facility to quote unquote, give him some space from his mating prospects. <laughs> so yeah, my man Pete is the absolute unit of the week. And I for He's one applaud his brazen F you to human society. What a dirty dog. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I, f I love him. I, I feel that there's just these hilarious pictures of him with all of his uh, his what do they call it? wings? His fet ring feather feathers. feathers? <laughs> there's just like videos him Plumage. in front of like, And there's interviews with people who live in the apartment building, being like, "It's just so early in the morning, and he's just squawking, and I I just I want to sleep." See these photos, you know, and we'll post them. <laughs> it's so funny of Petey. 
classic um, pd boy that's yeah, funny so that they worded it in that way like that he needed space as though like he needed to work on himself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's focusing yeah. too much on dating right now <laughs> yeah he is such a personality <laughs> I, it just kind of made me think too like people who live around this park just once a year there's just a bunch of fucking obnoxious peacocks being like ah, 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 like all day every day <laughs> must be terrible yeah that sounds like when i first heard peacocks i was like oh that sounds cool but i guess that would get annoying after a while yeah yes so shout out to you my man's Petey. godspeed never change pete never fucking change pete and there well, she blows wear, masks. <laughs> wear your masks people wear your masks and don't add us about it i, well, I think they I've always should wanted to us. say that and this is the only and opportunity we can talk that to I one of these have. wacky people that don't want to wear masks i'm looking at you yeah, george only time trying to say that and I'm